Hi, and welcome to the Country Hope Church podcast. We're based in regional Queensland with locations in Chinchilla, Gainda, Jandawi, and Meandara. We hope you enjoy this episode and we invite you to join us for a Sunday service. For full details, head to our website, www.countryhope.church. been doing a sermon series called Spot the Christian and the whole premise is that we're supposed to look different, that we are saved and indwelt by the Holy Spirit and that we are in this world but we don't belong to the world, our citizenship is in heaven and we're like foreigners in a foreign country. So we as Christians are supposed to look different. They should be able to spot the Wally. We should be easy to spot, easier to spot than Wally. Like I said, we've been going through Philippians and we've been looking at humility and living intentionally for God's kingdom. We looked at suffering for Christ, which I didn't like too much, but preached anyway. Well, this week I've had enough of Wally. I want to get rid of that face. I want to put this face up. This. I love this face. Anyone know who he is? Put your hand up if you know who that is. All the old people put their hands up. Young people, what you can do is substitute John Wick, okay? This is John Wayne. I love Westerns. I love the Comancheros and the Sons of Katie Elder and the Undefeated. And I actually named my firstborn son after a John Wayne Western, Big Jake. I named my firstborn Jake. And I love it because an innocent man is wronged and John Wayne goes out and gets justice, gets revenge. He gets on his horse and gets his gun. And Now, this guy is a guy I can relate to. Uh, When I was growing up, actually, my dad had a full-size John Wayne statue in our house. And if you came to our house at night, the first thing you would see was this six-foot-four monster with a gun. And lots of people thought, I'm not going there. It was actually just John Wayne, and he wasn't alive. But let's saddle up and ride out, and don't forget your gun. I can relate to this guy. But, unfortunately, I love his movies, but we as Christians are called to be different. We're called to be different from John Wayne. I want to read a passage to you from Philippians 4, which sums up how we are to live, how we are to live differently and how we should be easy to spot. This is Philippians 4, verses 4 to 5. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Now, when I read this passage, it's really confronting to tell the truth. If you read it fast, it's not too bad. Rejoice and be happy, be gentle to everyone, God's near, let's move on. That's quite easy to read. But when you sit down and think about this passage, this is so hard to live up to. Like we've been doing with Philippians, a lot of it's so hard to live up to. First, with any Bible verse, I always try set the scene because you can't just read it and move on. This has got a scene behind it. And we know the Apostle Paul wrote these words from a prison cell. And he's been accused of of being traitorous to the emperor and he doesn't know if he's going to live or die and he's not quite sure what's going on in his life. And the church he's writing to at Philippi is under persecution and Christians are being put to death for their faith. And so it's a time of turmoil. And and anyone who says that Jesus Christ is Lord and doesn't say Caesar is Lord, they're in big trouble. And so there's also some fighting within the church. A couple of women are fighting and they've got factions. And so you've got... 
Paul writing from prison, you've got a church that's under persecution, you've got some disunity in the church, and so Paul's writing this letter to plead with Christians to live in unity, to serve God, and to be strong in the face of suffering. Then at the end of the letter, he sets out some practical goals for every Christian so that we can stand out as Christians. And he says, rejoice in the Lord, and I'll say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all, and the Lord is near. Now this, that's the opposite of the way this guy lives. That is completely opposite when you read it. And, and if you've got a different version, the message version says this, make it clear to everyone, anyone that you meet, that you're on their side. You're working with them and not against them. The contemporary English version says, always, always be gentle with others. Now, the Apostle Paul in these verses, he has two main elements here that he's really, really emphasising. The one is to all, uh, let your gentleness be evident to all. And the other one is that quality of gentleness. Now, why did Paul emphasise these two things so much? Well, the first one is to all. Why did he say to all? Well, back then, as is today, the governing philosophy was... Be good to those who are good to you, because they deserve it. But those who aren't, it's open season. And so the quality that the Romans and the Greeks lived by was, do good to those who do good to you, but to anyone else, you can go get revenge. Whereas Jesus sort of twisted that around and said, treat people the way you want them to treat you, despite. And so Paul says here, we should be gentle to all. The people that we like the people who we don't necessarily like, the people who are downright hostile towards us and are persecuting us and are putting our friends to death, be gentle to all. So this is completely opposite to what the culture was saying back then. Uh, he could have easily written, be gentle to everyone. And, and the people in the church would have gone, okay, we know that, be gentle. And we are gentle to people who are gentle to us. But he made sure he put that imperative to all. And that all is a hugely expansive all. It means every single person that you come across. So we are to be gentle to those in church and outside of church. Those who treat us well, those who don't treat us well. Those who are on our side, those who are our enemies. We're to be gentle with people who are gentle with us but also gentle with people who downright hate us and try to bring us down. Now, why couldn't a Paul have left those two words out? Why couldn't he have just said, be nice? Because I can be nice to lots of people, but he says, be nice to everyone. And he's particularly emphasising people that are persecuting you. Like this guy, he's got it pretty down pat. This guy that said, uh, uh, let's go get those that wrong us. I quite like that. But, but Paul says here, be gentle to everyone. And he's really emphasising enemies here in Philippians. So he says to all. The next thing that he says that he's really emphasising, we've got the to all bit. Now we've got the gentle bit. He says, be gentle. What does that mean? Let your gentleness be evident to all. Be gentle to all. What does it mean to be gentle anyway? Well, it's, the word's an interesting one. Probably the best way to interpret this word is uh, to look at 
some of the ancient literature from back then and to see how it's used in a secular setting. And it was always used to say, gentle patience. Have a gentle patience that's full of mercy. So what Paul is saying here is, have a gentle patience and full of mercy to even those that are persecuting you. Be full of gentleness, forgiveness and patience, even to the ones who are hurting you. Now this is now the opposite of John Wayne. John Wayne is, be good to people, be just, but those who wrong you, let's go get them. Paul said, even those that persecute you, be gentle, be patient, be forgiving, and be full of mercy. Treat others with gentle patience. Now all of a sudden, I'm not so big a fan of this, this verse. Easy to read over it quickly and forget it, but now it's starting to confront me. Because my natural instinct for people that bring me down is let's go get a posse and hunt them down. Let's go get them. I want John Johnson, I hear that he says something about me that's not true and hurtful. My natural instinct isn't to be nice and gentle and patient with him. My natural instinct is to go get a posse. I'd go get Carmen Rudiger. That's a great name for a Western character, I reckon. Carmen Rudiger. He'd ride by my side. Shawnee Mitchell, the silent assassin. I'd get those two guys for sure. Malcolm Valor. Valor's a good name, means brave. I'd get those three guys, get on our horses and go after him. That's my natural instinct. And those guys would be with me and we'd go get revenge. And... But we're not called to do that. Leave your horse tied up. Leave your gun for the snakes. Who am I going to follow? I'm going to follow Jesus Christ. Maybe this is why a follower of Christ should stand out from the crowd if I can manage to do this. Because it's totally countercultural to actually be gentle, kind, merciful, and forgiving to everyone, nice people, and those that are persecuting me. Now, remember in all of this, we've got to know the mind of Christ, we've got to know the heart of Christ and his attitude, and then we've got to al allow that to affect me in practical ways. So, what's the mind of Christ on this? with your gentleness. What's the mind of Christ? Listen to what Jesus says about this. He says this in Matthew 5. You've heard that it was said, you should love your neighbour and hate your enemy. Now that was the philosophy of the day. Love your neighbour, hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Pray for them, not that they would get theirs in the end, but pray for blessing on them, those that persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. He also says this, you have heard that it was said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Now that is a John Wayne saying, I love that. An eye for an eye and a tooth. You've heard it said that, but I tell you, don't resist the evil person. Whoever slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other one also. Wow. If anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Jesus said this in Mark 6, but love your enemies, do good to them and lend to them. I can't get over this. Do good to them and lend, lend to them without hoping for anything back. Now, how do you do that to your enemies? Uh, then you will have great reward and you will be children of the Most High God because he is kind even to people who are ungrateful and full of sin. Show mercy just as your father shows mercy. 
In Matthew 18, we have the classic case where Peter, the apostle, comes to him and says, Lord, when my fellow believer sins against me, how many times should I forgive him? Should I forgive him seven times? And Jesus said, I tell you the truth, you mustn't forgive just seven. You must forgive him even when he wrongs you 70 times seven, which is another word for always keep on forgiving. So this is the mind of Christ when it comes to gentleness, when it comes to patience, forgiveness, showing mercy. Be gentle and merciful, show patience to everyone, even to your enemies and those who don't deserve it. That is hard. I know that he wants me to be gentle and kind and forgiving and merciful, but what I don't like about this is there's no fairness in it. If someone does me wrong, if John Johnson does me wrong, then it's only fair that I get him back. That's fairness. I don't like these because they're not fair. If he's not like that to me and I treat him with kindness, that's not fair. John Wayne's fair. He once said, one of my favourite quotes is, I never shot a man that didn't need shooting. Now that's a great quote for life. But it's not a Jesus quote. Jesus said, be merciful. So why is that? John Wayne wasn't cruel, by the way. He wasn't mean. He was just fair. He was just. But we're not called to, feed everyone, to treat everyone with justness. We're actually ha- we actually are called to have the attitude of Christ. Listen to what Peter, who talked about forgiveness, I talked about that forgiveness quote. Listen to what he wrote later in his life about Jesus. He says this in 1 Peter. But if you suffer for doing good and endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. Christ didn't sin. He didn't even tell a lie. Although he was abused, he never tried to get even. And when he suffered, he made no threats. Now this line gets me. Instead, he had faith in God, who judges fairly. Instead, he just left it up to God. Instead, he said, I'll have faith in God and his judgment and I'll just be nice and merciful and forgiving. I'll leave the judgment up to God. This is so hard to do for me as a human, to actually just say, I'll leave it up to God, and I'll treat people not fairly, but instead I'll treat them with love, with with patience, with mercy and forgiveness. I'll just leave it up to God. Because to tell you the truth when I think about it, It's way above my pay grade to decide what's fair anyway and just. I don't really know. And I've just got to leave it to God. And when John Johnson does me wrong, I'm not going to sit in judgment on him and say, well, time for revenge. Let's go, Carmen Rudiger. Let's get him. Instead, I'm going to say, I don't understand this. I don't like it, but God help me to be loving, kind and merciful in response. Because to tell you the truth... I don't know what miles John has just walked to make him like this. And I'm not going to judge. I'm just going to do what Jesus told me to do. It's difficult. But then I remember Jesus' words when he's talking about me. He says this, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. How was I when I came to Jesus and I needed rest? I was not good. I deserved punishment. But he is gentle. That word again, gentle, means merciful, forgiving, 
kind and patient. God is always like that with me. And all I'm simply asked to do is have the attitude of Christ. And that's what Philippians is all about. Have the attitude of Christ. And we looked a couple of weeks ago at humility and we've looked at enduring suffering and, and living a life that's, that's for Christ. And, and I'm glad that he is gentle with me. And I don't get what I deserve. Instead, I get his gentleness. I'm sorry, John Wayne, but you're cancelled. I like your movies, but I don't want to live your way of life because it's not the Christ way to live. So what does this look like in action? What does it look like to be someone who's gentle, who's countercultural? Well, Paul just doesn't tell us to be gentle here. He tells us how we can be gentle. He tells us me, a fallen person who finds this difficult. He tells me how to be gentle. And he says, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Now, this is a linked statement. It's linked to the gentleness. He says, first of all, rejoice in the Lord always. And I'll say it again, rejoice. Now, he's not suggesting that you be happy. Because sometimes I'm happy, sometimes I'm sad. Sometimes things great happen to me, sometimes they don't. He's not talking about happiness here. He says, rejoice in the Lord always, in the Lord always. What he's talking about here is, I can rejoice because I know that I'm Christ's. I can rejoice because he saved me. Even when I'm not having a good day, I still know that he saved me. And I can celebrate the fact that he's my Lord and I'm saved and I'm full of the Holy Spirit. I'm living life to the full and I'm God's child. I am grateful and joyful because he is Lord. Then I link that to gentleness. I'm not asked to be gentle because I'm a nice person. I'm not asked to be gentle because I can do it in my own strength. I'm asked to be gentle because he is my Lord. And because he is the one that's filled me with the Holy Spirit and I'm living life to the full and I'm his child and he's gentle with me. And as a response of what he's done to me, it makes my soul rejoice but also makes me gentle even though naturally I don't want to be. How can I be gentle? I'll tell you how. Pray every day. God, I rejoice that I'm your child. Make me like you and naturally I'll be gentle. Rejoice in the Lord always because he is your Lord. The second thing it says here, it says rejoice in the Lord always because he is your Lord. And then it says the Lord is near. So what we've got is we've got this passage that says rejoice in the Lord because he saved you, he's filled you with the Holy Spirit, you live a life that's full and purposeful, therefore you will be gentle. And also the Lord is near. Now what does this mean? Does this mean he's coming again soon and one day I'll see him face to face and so I should be gentle because he's gentle with me? Or does it mean he's close by helping me be gentle? It actually means both. It means both things. It means he's promised that one day I will see him face to face and he's always gentle with me. And he's also given me the Holy Spirit that helps me be gentle, that helps me live the life he wants me to live until I finally see him face to face. And so I can be gentle with everyone, even those who persecute me, because I'm saved because of what Christ has done and he's gentle with me and I'm being saved. He's working on my life and making me a better person until I see him face to face. And I can be counterculturally gentle if I make sure that I'm following Christ and full of the Holy Spirit. How do you tell if you're full of the Holy Spirit and following Christ like you should? Your natural tendency will be to be gentle when someone persecutes you and not go out, get your horse and gun and your mate and look for revenge. And if 
I tend towards this at the moment. It means I've got to get before God again and say thank you for your gentleness. Holy Spirit, empower me to live that gentle life. I'm not called to live a life of fairness or justice or punishment or revenge. John Wayne's cancelled in my life. Instead, let your gentleness be evident to all. What a hard thing to do. Let your gentleness be evident to all. How do I do that with the help of Jesus Christ? Let me live with gentle patience and bless those around me, even those that persecute me. That will help me live the life that Christ wants me to live and that will make me stand out from the crowd and so bring glory to God. Why don't you stand with me? We're going to pray. And I need prayer to tell you the truth. I need prayer in this. Do you know what I've liked about this sermon series? Is I've delved into all these things again, humility and suffering for Christ and gentleness. And it's made me really look at my life again. And I've realised how I've just taken up a lot of the world's philosophy and let it affect how I live. And I'm not bad, I'm not a bad person, but... I'm not living the fullness that I should live in in Christ. And I'm not, I'm just not hitting the mark like I know I should be. And this series has been confronting, but also fills me with hope because I know that Christ can empower me to live the life he wants me to live. And he's not condemning me. He's just coming beside me and saying, hey, Let's fix this up. Let's live this life together. Let's pray. God, when I read these words, let your gentleness be evident to all. I pray that never again would I skip over them quickly. But I pray that from now on, whenever I read them, they would, they would really touch my heart. They would be my barometer of where I stand in you. And Lord, I pray that I'd always examine myself when I read these words and, and I'd ask myself, am I being merciful, kind, patient with all, even the people who are persecuting me? Lord, I pray that I'd leave justice up to you. I pray that I wouldn't jump the gun, that I wouldn't uh, take it into my own hands. I pray that I wouldn't shoot people that need shooting, but I'd leave that up to you. And I pray instead that I would err on the side of mercy, gentleness and patience. Help me do this. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Country Hope Church podcast and that this episode blessed you. If you've got any questions or prayer requests, please don't hesitate to contact us through our email, connect at countryhope.church. If you'd like to subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode, that would be fantastic. Otherwise, we hope to see you either online or in person at some point soon.